I've been blowing through the money like you growing trees. I've been f***ing on the French, say la vie. I just put them on a jet, now they all Italian. Way I'm dressing till I've been to a thousand dollars. Alright, back here on the sports grind. Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. Your number is 877-374-7463 or 877-37-GRIND. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before boiling glacier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. That is Pendleton Whiskey, which is an official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is known as the PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sport. Sports grind as well. All right, eight seven seven three seven four seven four six three is your number. Keeping it moving, uh, we've got Facebook Live uh, interaction coming in. Uh, Dante Evans is checking in with us and says, "Do you think Sean Payton is worth the hype and the money he's asking for? Great regular season record, one Super Bowl, but nine and eight in the playoffs, and only three appearances beyond the divisional round." Uh, very good question, Dante. But I will sit there and say, like I said a few a segment ago, uh, yes. I, you know, when you look at his record, I think you have to understand for one thing and the reason why he's asking for this amount of money. And I don't know if he'll get that amount, but the reason why he's asking is because you got to understand New or before he showed up, the Saints were wearing bags on their heads in New Orleans. They were nothing. I mean, the only thing that they had claimed to fame was Archie Manning. Back in the day, and then you had Mike Dicker who showed up with maybe one of the worst trades in football and pretty much the most worst contract ever signed by an athlete and Ricky Williams. But Ricky's probably high at the time when he thought was thinking about it anyway. You know, Ricky used to blow big. The bottom line is when he went out and got because remember they told Nick Saban, the doctors told him Drew's arm's no good. Drew's arm's no good. It's no arm's no good. And he said, who we got? Dante Culpepper. And the history, the rest is history. Drew goes into New Orleans. Sean's like, I'll take him. And they wrote the history books. He's a franchise changer. I believe both of those guys are franchise changers. It might not happen instantly overnight. But yeah, and, and also, Dante, you have to put some ex- disclaimers and some asterisks on that, his record. I mean, people are, you know, I had a Saints fan today. Shout out to Stan. He, he pretty much texted me in regards to... um that how disgusting it was with the officiating against the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chiefs. And he compared it to, he's like, that's almost as bad as that Rams NFC. I ain't got a chance to reply to him. Hell no. It's not even in the close same breath. That was one of the most egregious calls I've ever seen in postseason history in any sport. I believe we'll never know. There's no need to talk about it. We'll never know. I believe they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl that year. That could have cost Drew for having number two and shot. I think there's a lot that comes with them. I think there is an ego situation with him. I think he has diarrhea of the mouth because he's leaking all this stuff out and he's trying to negotiate with through Carolina, the Cardinals, Denver, through the media, through his good buddy Colin Cowherd. So, yes, to answer your question, Dante, I think he's worth it. Uh, you know, because at the end of the day, if you got to give a first round pickup for him. Now, I don't know if I'm giving two twos, two ones up for him, but maybe that's the rumor that was a price tag. But that first rounder, yeah, I'd give it up. The, the history, go look at the history and show you. It shows you when you trade for coaches, they've all went on to win Super Bowls. It's worked out. There's a reason for that. 
And plus the first round pick, they weren't going to have that anyway. Moving on, I want to circle back to the Joe Burrow situation that I talked about going into break. Um, to me personally, I think Zach was talking emotion because he has a personal relationship with, I mean, he works with this dude every day. He's, he calls the plays. He's in his ear. They go through meetings. So of course he has an emotional tie to Joe Burrow. But why put that out there though? I mean, why not? It, it, like, even if as an organization and you got to think how thirsty they've been for a franchise quarterback, they haven't had anything close probably since Carson Palmer. And that's questionable on how his tenure you know, basically turn out, regardless of what flip 2-1-0-1-2. But the reality of it is, is that why do you got to put that out there, man? And I think we're in an era to where do you have to really, like, rush to take care of these guys? When the point is, is that everybody's got to get paid and you want to take advantage on their rookie deal. Now, with that, that's a nice segue. The NFL, once again, has raised the salary cap. They keep announcing this early and earlier every year. Usually you hear about this after the Super Bowl, like weeks after. So, oh, the cap's going to be right. What's the number that they raised it to, uh, the salary cap this year? $224.8 million per team. That's up from last year's 208.2 cap. And you know what? And every time they do this, I always point to Jerry because I think he has a lot to do with this. And really, this is a joke to me because – you can take 32 owners and you just really get, and you, you probably take the nucleus of them, the ones that are really in the room when they make decisions. Believe it or not, some owners are like, hey, man, unless there's something about kicking somebody out, just have my vote. They've got my vote. They, these are billionaires. They're not all, every time there's a town meeting or thing, they're not everybody circling around. You get it at the winner's meetings, that's probably it one other time during the year. So to me, you probably got a handful of owners that make these decisions, the ones that have grooved in this fraternity country club who weighs everything. To me, they raise this every year. And now what's happening is that the athletes and the players are getting used to knowing this game. That's why the agents are getting hit to this. Like, yo, man, we're going to ask for this. Don't worry about the cap. They're going to raise it again. Let them worry about it. If we really want to do it, let's just get, let's get rid of the cap. Let's just go back to a non-cap NFL situation. Now, I don't know if that would be good for the product. Because really, it comes down to who's really got the most money at that time. And then you, you really want to talk about the same culprits every year if there's no cap. But to me, what's the point when you keep raising it and raising it? And ra I can't remember the one year that we went. Maybe, you know what? I think it was the COVID year. I think it was 2020 was the only year that I can remember. And I will bet you a dollar to a donut. That's the only year out of the last decade. Maybe there's another year out there that they haven't raised the salary cap. I know for a fact they stalled it in 2020. They didn't do it that year in that shortened season because at the time the economy was bad. Everything was going on. We, everybody was at home. We didn't know what was happening. We were trying to survive. And I think that if we're saying, you know what, man, we're not really talking to negotiate. There's no need to kind of bump that right now. What do you got? Well, the, the reason why the cap goes up is really just because the league itself is, is a more profitable product, profitable product every year. Salary cap is calculated according to 33rd, 33rd team, uh, dot com, uh, breaks down by dividing a percentage of revenues, uh, which are the local, the NFL and the postseason revenues and divided by th that by 32 teams. So the more the the more eyes that the NFL has on it, the higher the cap's going to go. If you're telling me if if you're telling me that's the way it is, then then I would tell you there has to be a clause in the CBA agreement or the last one they agreed to 
that basically forces them to do that. And I don't know if that's the case because regardless if there's more eyes or there's more revenue, you got the influx of sports gambling coming in. They're taking uh, endorsement deals from casinos and sports books across the country. Why? I mean, that doesn't mean that they've got to raise the cap. Like they don't have to do anything until we go and negotiate. I mean, if you really want to, if you go back to the team that you have interest in, in the Cleveland Browns, that's why people are so pissed off at Haslam. You pretty much didn't even allow us to get to negotiate in the CBA. You changed the landscape by giving this guy over 200 million guarantee. He is the only reason why the Lamar Jackson contract is not done. So to me, I feel like, I don't know if you're right, but I don't know if that sounds right. Cause if that's the case, then that has to be something that's in the CBA that, that I just haven't heard of. We haven't missed it where it's like, well, if we have increased revenue and we have increased this, and maybe it is that we've got to have a clause that the cap has to go up a certain percentage. I always looked at the cap getting raised because it's these guys like Cronky in LA, these guys that go spin to spin to win. And they look at like, Hey man, we want to have a, I've got the money. Let's just raise the cap. Okay, raise it because the contracts they give. I don't think it necessarily has to do because the NFL is prospering every year and they've got to raise it. But those guys with the contracts they give your Cronkies and even your Haslam in this situation because he's not a big spender otherwise. Um, it, that's guaranteed money. That's that's money off the books, guaranteed right? money, not impacted by the salary cap, right? Because it's it's operating as an I escrow. got you. So this is it's just how much does the league have to operate every year? And so and, and teams within that because they've been able to project this number for a while now. Uh even in the NFL.com article reporting that teams have been operating with 200 with a 225 million dollar cap leading into this offseason because it's that number is there in the agreements so we know what to anticipate for next year. And you can look at the figures and you can say, here's where we, we project yeah, I this get to be you, about. But, my, but I, in my opinion, again, unless it's in the CBA or this is something that's pre-agreed to, the raising the cap the way I've always looked at it and the way I've talked about it is it's manipulating the contracts and the rosters that people have. And really, the quarterback position has caused the cap to have to keep going up and up. Because at the end of the day, if we're not playing with a, if we're playing with a salary cap based sport, the whole intention of that is to keep it as fair as balanced as possible. When we were playing with no cap a little bit before your time, when there's no salary cap, 49ers, the Cowboys, the Packers, because of the way they were built and handpick anybody else you want to get in. It was the teams and the owners that got the money. That's right. how you can get a Deion Sanders, a Steve Young, a Ricky Waters, a Ken Norton. You couldn't go look at some of the Hall of Famers that are on that. You couldn't accumulate that in this day and time with the salary cap. You can't. Back then, you could basically keep your Super Bowl teams together. That's why you were going on two out of three. That's why what the Patriots just did in 20 years, that is an outlier because that's what the cap was designed for, not to have that dominant. When you win a Super Bowl, hey, there's decisions that need to make. You can't keep all of them because you can't peep. These owners ain't fooling me and nobody unless you research and tell me it's in the CBA. And I'll be like, okay, that's it. This is a manipulation by a bunch of billionaire owners that sit back and say, you know what, man, we got this. Because they want to be competitive. Because you got GMs and owners say, man, we draft these people. We do this. And they want the contract. And we can't We can't just lose all. Okay, well, you know what? Call someone and say, let's take a vote. Should we raise the cap? It ain't rocket science, man. Billionaires are billionaires for a reason because they know how to hustle. And they know how to manipulate. And they know how to sell your dream. 
And it's all to me. It's like every year, man. And it gets earlier and earlier. Normally, they can sit there and say, well, this is predetermined. Nah, man. Every year they announce to raise the salary cap. Usually it's after the Super Bowl. Usually it's right before the draft. You know when it usually comes out? Right before free agency. A week or two before the NFL decided. Now they're releasing it pre-Super Bowl. It's a joke. What you got? Confirming through SportingNews.com. It is under the CBA. Okay. Well, there you go. Then that's why I say it. unless it's under there, then that's my theory on that. But that's where we go. Eight seven seven three seven grind. Um, keeping it moving. So that's my. I would say pump the brakes on on, on Burrow. I think having to sign him into a new contract extension. Speaking of Burrow, what do you got? Well, just really quick on the Burrow thing is you want to get to him before that number continues to rise. All right. And there are guys on the horizon that are going to be due for it. But when you look at the other uh, amenities, the other players that the Bengals have, will have to pay to keep around, DJ Reader, who's, who's been a stud down the defensive line right up the middle, and he's going to be uh, a free agent next year that they're going to have to take care of. Burrow, that's going to be Burrow's year. Left tackle Jonah Williams, his year. T. Higgins, he's a wide receiver, one, that's going to want to probably be paid like that as well. And then you got ready for the next year, and it's going to swing right around, and you're going to get ready for paying your Jamar Chase. That's the reason why I would say that I think Zach – And Joe Mixon that year too, by the way. And I think Zach – that's the reason why I think Zach got caught up in emotion. I think that's the reason why Zach got caught up in a little bit of motion to be like, because his time, but we all know that Joe's special around it. But again, fix that offensive lineman. And again, Jamar Chase going to get paid in a few years. Make him go on their rookie contract as long as you can. That's, I mean, that would be my philosophy. Baltimore is out right now. Players don't want that and to put that at risk. No. You end up where we at in Baltimore because you people, the dog pound, the Cleveland has them being so thirsty for having a, not having a quarterback since Bernie Kosar basically sit there and say, you know what, man, I'm tired. And you know what? I don't really blame him. It's like, well, you tired of doing this. Screw it, man. Just, and he would gotten him. And it's crazy because I don't know who DeMar, I don't know who Deshaun's agent is, but really, if you really think back at that situation, they created leverage like off of d- d- facing a case. Okay. Having meetings at, with DAs and co- going to court. These guys and his agent forced a, a leverage situation and brought Atlanta out of it. Like, hey, that'll drive the price. So, hey, yeah, Atlanta, that's a nice. Hell, it got Matt Ryan out of town or a year probably early. No, man. Has them. It ain't nobody ended up in Baltimore situation. I ain't saying you wait that long. They waiting that long because of this. Lamar has a, I love Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson's resume is better than Deshaun's. I'm not taking a penny less either from Baltimore. And not only that, Cleveland didn't uh, have to restructure their whole organization signing Deshaun Watson. Stefanski's still running, going to run the same damn stuff. They didn't have to go and change coaches, change line. Lamar Jackson, when he was drafted out of Louisville, everybody had to change everything in Baltimore. That was Ozzie Newsom's last draft. Had blessed to say, I'm going to give you this talent. Now figure out a way. And as an organization, Harbaugh and them decided to set up, we're going to change the NFL. We're going to do the unconventional way. We're going to show you. Well, them dirty dishes, eventually you got to clean them. They pile up all the time. I tell AC all the time, you going to do the dishes? You just wait until the maid come through. You gonna, Somebody got to do them. Now they got to pay Lamar. No. Haslam and that dog pound is the reason why that deal ain't done in Jackson. I mean, in Baltimore. 
And I and speaking of Atlanta, I'm starting to hear these Lamar Jackson and Atlanta rumors. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know if it's just because it's Chocolate City South and they be like, hey, his mentor was big. Maybe we put it. I don't know where they're coming from. Because honestly, I kind of like the kid Ritter. I, I want to see more of them. And we've got a small sample size of it. But Atlanta surprised people last year. They were supposed to be awful and they competed. But I don't know where these Lamar Jackson rumors are coming from. Um, I'll tell you what rumors are in full force. The Tom Brady to Sam Fran talk is heating up. And I believe it's the circumstantial evidence you have to look at. Brock Purdy, as we're finding out, going to be done. He can't do anything for six months, regardless if he has surgery or not. They've just been snake bitten at the position. It lines up to be Tom Brady possibly going back where he, where he was raised. Everybody remembers that picture with Tom in the crowd with that little old school San Francisco 49ers jacket on watching Joe Montana. We know the team's built to win now. But my thing is that does Kyle even want that? I don't know if Kyle and John Lynch even want that, even if Tom wanted to. Tom can't run that system. Kyle would have to go ahead and, I mean, he would have to go ahead and cater it a little bit, change it up. I don't know if that would be smart with the board. I think eventually you got to just see what you got in Trey. You let Brock Purdy Hill, you know what you got in Brock. You start the season with Trey, and you just got to bite the bullet, if, if my concern. With the Tom thing, that'll continue to heat up, but I don't know if I'm a big fan of it or if it makes sense. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. 
Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to their original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... um Looks like we've got some breaking news uh, coming in here down the wire as we were kind of talking about this. Uh, but before we get to that, I guess we'll go to the phones. Uh, let's see who we got here. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando's checking in with us from the Rio Grande Valley area. Fernando, you on the sports grind. What's going on, my man? Yes, sir. How you doing? All right, man. What's up, Fernando? Uh, I just wanted to talk about the Super Bowl and I, I, who's gonna, I think is gonna win. Okay. And, uh, I think, uh, um, what's the name of Holmes is gonna take it, uh, after the way he played, you know, against Cincinnati. I, I really, I thought Cincinnati was gonna take it, but I was wrong on that, on that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really don't see, you know, how Hurts, uh, can go toe to toe and head to head with him the way, uh, Mahomes is playing. So I just wanted to get your take on that. All right, Fernando, thanks for giving us a call. Check it in with us. Um, it's it's too early for me to pick because uh, usually I'm going to handicap this thing. I don't even know what the updated line is. I think Philly was favored by two, I believe, or I can't remember which one's favored. But it's too early for me to pick. But for your reasons, though, Fernando, um, keep in mind, you know, I do think Patrick is going to be better by the time we get to, by the time they kick this thing off at 530 on Scottsdale out there in Arizona. He'll be better, but he won't be a hundred percent. Um, and really the thing about Philly, um, Philly is just a, and, and it has a lot to do with their leader and their quarterback and Jalen Hurts. This guy has been primed for this. I mean, you listen to Jalen Hurts after the NFC championship game. He didn't even want to, he just said, Hey, well, you know, I didn't tell you where we were going to go or how far we we're going to get there, but he's in the moment, man. Where do you think got that training from? Damn sure wasn't Norman. Not Tuscaloosa. He's, he's built for, he's in the moment. So they've got a lot of confidence right now. And their D line, um, too early to pick. Uh, but all I will say is that, and I said it before, and it will heat up as we get close as all the media sends on Arizona. We'll start talking about how important this game is to Patrick Mahomes. And, and look, I'm not, don't kill the messenger. I'm not telling you it's fair. I never basically partaked in the whole LeBron James. And it's like, look, man, because before that, it was the king with no rings. But then when he got him, we moved the goalposts. And now, oh, well, look at his finals record. Patrick Mahomes, because in this country and in society, we love to build you up to tear you down. There's five straight AFC championship games, and this is going to be his third trip to the Super Bowl. I think it's very important. First of all, you never know how many you're going to get to. When you get to these, nothing's promised. Dan Marino is the poster child of that. But I do believe that it's very important for him to get this. So, but I do believe this is, if you really want to look, and I've told you, this isn't the NBA, man. Four out of seven, it's not baseball. Sometimes the better team does not win on Sundays, Thursdays, and Mondays. Okay. But on paper, you can argue that Philly, I mean, I've talked about it here and there. I never came on and endorsed it because I really didn't know. But there's a lot of pundits out there that Doug Philly is having the best roster hands down in the NFL. 
So if you look at it on paper, Philly is probably the better team than Kansas City on paper. Don't mean they're going to win the game. So I would just say stay tuned in, Fernando. I, I, I haven't decided which way I'm going yet. Uh, you know, both of the teams that I picked are not here at this time. So I'll have to go ahead and evaluate it over the next week and see how I feel. I'll look at to see how that line moves. Uh, just hopefully I think it should be a good game. I mean, regardless, um, you know, and again, Spags has really showed me that in big games, when there's going to be a quarterback and no one's really hotter than Jalen Hurts, he comes up with a defensive scheme, um, to kind of contain that offense. I mean, he see, he did it when he was with the Giants. You know, remember that t- that team with Tom Brady, they were undefeated. But Randy Moss coming in. Had Mercury Morris and all the brothers from the 72 Dolphins sweating it out. But Spags had something for him. Now, it helps to have O.C., Strahan, okay, J.P., Pierre Paul. He had all his digits then. He had 10 fingers then. God forgive me, that's not funny. No, wasn't trying to be funny, but yeah, fireworks like kind of is, Cal. Well, I waited a while because that's nobody. But I'm like that guy was dealing with stuff that's like M40 type of dynamite stuff. What the hell? He took it like a champ and, and kept going though. But yeah, he had some toys with him. So uh, I don't know, Fernando. I'll let you know about next week who I'm rolling with that. I just know it's an important one for Mr. Patrick. It's an important one because I know how this sports society is now. What have you done for me lately? Even though I'm not saying that's fair. That's just reality. Now we got some breaking news. Did I cover everything before I finished the show with this that I wanted to touch on? Uh, NBA action. Like I said, LeBron missed yesterday's game. They've got the guard tonight. They, they've taken on the Knicks. You know, Knicks been playing good basketball. One other thing before we get to the breaking news on NBA, I want to touch on because I told you what happened in this region in the 210 last night, the Wizards. I understand with the franchise, they haven't won in San Antonio since 1999. That's 8,500 some days. I think they said the streak lasted. Just letting you know where we're at. Other NBA news. I've been on them because no one else is. The Atlanta Hawks. And I want you to mark the tape. You heard it here first. I don't know if it's going to come in during the season. I don't know if it's going to come in the offseason. The Atlanta Hawks. Now, Trey Young didn't play last night. They haven't played. DeJounte did. They play Portland. Now, Chauncey, I like what Portland, I like what Chauncey Billups is doing with Portland. The reality of it is those guys in Atlanta do not want to play for Nate McMillan. I have no inside information on that. I have no sources on that, even though we've had my man that covers Atlanta Hawks. Maybe we need to get him on there. Um, Jake Fisher? Yeah, we need to talk to Jake because I need to ask Jake about this. He covers Atlanta. I believe that this, the way they, this is one of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen Nate McMillan have. And I get it. Jonas and the rest of you know all y'all say, "Hey, Calvin, wake up, man! It's one forty-five every night, man! It's the ABA. Wake up!" Don't mean it's right. And there's some teams that may pay attention a little bit defense more. I'm telling you, from possession to possession, they have no defensive prowess whatsoever. I've never, I've seen Nate McMillan in Seattle. I've seen him in Indiana. I've seen him at Portland. This, he's never had a team this bad defensively. And you know what it comes down to? Follow the bread comes class. What have I told you? The guy that went off last night on Detroit, Luca, because the assistant coach was talking trash to him and Luca decided to torch him. What's common between those? The two best players on each one of those teams, they can't even spell defense. Trey Young can't spell defense and Luca can't. That's why they have bad defensive teams. They're not winning anything with those guys and those are hell of a players. I think Luca is a generational player. He'll have a statue right next to Dirk. 
He's got to deliver one, though. But he'll have a statue right next to Dirk when he's done. They're not sniffing a finals or a championship until they make an effort to play defense. Go ask Steph Curry. Steph Curry had a hot opinion after the game last night. He said, hey, you know, y'all talk about low management. It ain't always the players that ask for it. Steph threw that out to like, y'all killing us. And what do we do? We ain't, sometimes it ain't the players that ask to be the night off. I'm like, Steph has got his chest out now, man. Now he's talking to Kerr. Hmm? That, that, if it's not the players, yeah. you're talking about the coaches. Well, it ain't just Golden State, uh, Jonas. They've got a problem with, uh, you know, rest low management all over the place. It's hard as hell to handicap some of these games. Now, you don't know who the hell's playing. Nate McMillan will not be the coach for the Atlanta Hawks going into next year. And don't be surprised if they ax his ass this year because I think there's a problem between Trey and Nate. Trey doesn't want to play for him. And if the leader don't want to play for him, where do the rest of the 11 guys want to do? That's my opinion on that before we get to the breaking news. What do you got? So really fast, then, in his young career, this is if they do let go of McMillan before the end of the year, there will be two coaches fired early during the season during Trey Young's time in Atlanta. Wow, good point. Because they let Lloyd Pierce go after his stint with the team. So at what point do you start to look at things and you look at your hires and you look at your hires and you say, maybe our coaches aren't necessarily the problem? Well, you know, that's a hot take. You know, it's probably one of your best takes you've had on for the last few years on the show, but that was a good one. But we need to get Jake in. We need to get Fisher in here soon because I want to be the head of the curve on this because I can tell from my couch down in San Antonio thousands of miles away, you know. Wish I could see Magic City like that from a thousand miles, but that's a whole other story. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can see it from my couch and know for a fact they don't want to play for Nate. And you know what, man? These old coaches, man, it, 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 in every sport, this, these kids are different. I think Doc is kind of, Embiid is saving Doc, but Doc's kind of going to, you know, against it in Philly. We know what's been going down here in the 210. I know y'all don't want me to tell everybody your business and everything since so I leak outside this area, but it's the truth. I just think these coaches got it tough, man. We're dealing with these kids. They make too much money. They're prima donnas. Trey knows he's the face of the team, and he knows that the coaches don't win the battle in the NBA. Somebody even with Nate McMillan's resume. And I've been one of Nate's biggest critics. But the truth of it is, he deserves better than what's going on in Atlanta. This team is around 500, man. All this hype. They, it ain't like they gave up breadcrumbs for San Antonio to get DeJounte either. Okay, they didn't get DeJounte to be hovering around 500 in the East. Where are they in the standings, by the way? Maybe we need to look at that. Some other, I, need to, we need, I need to start paying attention to more. Now that football is winding down, I need to start paying attention more to the NBA standings so I can see where are they at. Uh, they are one game below 500 right now, 25 and 26, at the eighth seed in the East. That's terrible. Uh, right ahead of the Wizards, who you saw last night. That's the terrible. Bulls are struggling, too. They ran, round out the top 10, which is your play-in. Well, I think what we're learning about Billy Donovan is that he needs to be on the next thing probably in college. Um, that's what I think about Chicago. I, I think because they've got some talent in Chicago. That's ridiculous. To be an AC, to trade for DeJounte and tell me this is supposed to be the best backcourt, that is ridiculous. Okay? that that's and, and that tells me it's sad, but that just tells me they're not buying into what Nate McMillan is talking about. Okay, now for what breaking news are you telling me we got? We have breaking news. What? Okay. Yeah, what is the breaking news? Okay, well, uh, Adam Schefter's Twitter is on fire. I think that's a fair fair way to put that. Um, we have two coaching hires in the NFL, starting off with the first one to drop was uh, 
it's a trade, actually. Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. Um, and that's going to be in exchange for a first round pick. So not two, uh, but one first round pick. And, uh, and, and that's first round, 2023 first round pick and next year's second round pick for Peyton. And then the Saints are also going to be sending along their 2024 third round pick. Okay. So one more time for people taking notes. Denver is trading this 2023 first round pick that they got by way of the, of the Dolphins, which is actually the Niners pick. Uh-huh. And they've got next year's, and they're sending next year's second round pick. For Sean Payton, and in addition to Sean Payton, the Saints are sending the 2024 third-round pick. And what was the other coach in breaking news? The other one is uh, is D'Amico Ryans is officially uh, going to be the next head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, six-year deal is what Schefter is reporting per his sources. A six-year deal for D'Amico? Six-year deal. <laughs> I would ask for that in a hell of a buyout. You try to meet one and done. I mean, D'Amico, that's all about his wife, whatever. We'll get to that one tomorrow. Look, I thought I was wrong. I thought he was, well, first of all, I was kind of right and wrong. I was wrong because I thought Sean was basically, first of all, he's still stroking his ego the whole time. But I do feel that he, I thought he was going back to Fox. You know, even though, you know, people out in that region, Denver, you know, had that orange tie on Sunday. Everybody's like, oh, look, he's wearing an orange tie. He's coming. I'm like, y'all are really desperate down there. I know it's on Pat Bowen rolling on his grave. This is the deal. First of all, I was right just about an hour ago in real time. I told you, man, all the telling this candidates, it was Harbaugh, Sean Payton, a bust. Um, first of all, not too bad on the compensation. I believe that that first rounder that George Payton traded for Chubb because they wasn't going to pay him anyway, that's probably the only thing to save his job is that move. And what I believe, don't have any sources inside the negotiations or whatever like that, but what I do believe is that with this situation with Russell, first of all, I want to know, okay, we got six years on D'Amico. What, what is Sean's years? Because I can't think this would be any less than six years for Sean Payton. Because this, this is why I say this. Sean's eventually going to want to get his guy at quarterback. I believe some of the courses of meeting in person and over the phone about this Russell Wilson thing, I think Sean knows what the deal is with Russ. I think, first of all, Sean is a guy. He comes with the Bill Parcells tree, man, old school. But Sean has been able to adapt with these youngsters, and he's been able to evolve and adapt as a play caller. Some coaches can't do that. Sean's one of those guys. But let me tell you something. I think in the negotiations, very simple, because there was no way they could move off of Russ this year. There was just no way. Next year, there will still be a hit, but it makes more realistically if Russ, if you can't, because now there's no excuse for Russ. Like I said, he needs to get his ass in shape, but I think that next year you can move on. Eventually, Sean is going to want to go ahead and get his guy. But let me tell you something. This is a franchise changer. I don't care who he went to. This is a franchise changer because, first of all, with the problems they got in Denver with Russ and this whole thing, Sean walks in there real quick. Hey, man. That office you needed, I'm taking over that. And also let Sierra know and the kids, they can get here in training camp. But when training camp breaks, I don't care if you got a video shooter, whether that's how we rolling. We're going to meet. Russ is just sitting there taking notes. And Sean tell me the next time you do a subway commercial, I might want to be in there too because it ain't going to be that bad. Sean got the key. He's got the cachet to do that. It's a culture change from an organization that has fired and changed its coaches like underwear in the last four or five years post Gary Kubek and the Super Bowl. They needed stability like this. It's not going to happen overnight. I believe they'll be more competitive, but this is one of the things that make no mistake about it. 
He's going to win. He's going to win there. I thought that with him or Harbaugh, he's going to win in there. And the only good news to that is the compensation for the draft is not as steep as I wanted to. They weren't going to have the first round anyway because of Russ. But let me tell you something. And I also believe when in those meetings that also, like, look, the Pinner group in front of Condoleezza Rice told him, look, and George knows this too. He can't, he can't get Russ to playing back to respectable that basically you can win and you can get an offense going. George Payton will be fired at the end of the next season, and Sean Payton will take majority control over the roster in the gym. He's probably got some of that already. That's how I see this playing out. George, he is hitched to Russell Wilson. He said that the contract he believed will still hold up. I'm looking at him cricket because he lied to us because I believe the only reason why Hackett got a job because he thought he was getting Aaron Rodgers. And hack is that dude in the click. You always got one in a friend that keeps getting a hookup job. You get that. But man, call me on your third week when you get there. Tell him I'm going to put an application in. That's Hackett. Just because he knows Aaron Rodgers, he got a job in the Jets. The Jets are doing the same thing. George Payton, he's got a hope that Sean Payton, because I think this is all Pinner Group, but he's got a hope that Sean can get Russ back to respectable, that they ain't got to move off that contract. Because if they got to hit dead money next year and move off Russ, George is gone. And I like what he's done in the last couple of drafts. But make no mistake. That's why I say, hey, Kansas City Chiefs, cash in on this one. Cash on the ones you get. Because at the end of the day, it's going to get the path of resistance going to get a little bit different. I told y'all guys like that don't run from no challenges. And I want to hear from Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan has been on Sunday countdown for like, Sean ain't taking that job. Why would you take that job? I got Rex. I love Rex. He knows more football than I know in two lifetimes. But there's a reason why Rex, you know, orchestrated one of the best defenses was on that sideline with them old one Ravens. That's why you Rex. Sean ain't running from that, man. You cut from that club. That's a challenge. Bring on Andy. Bring on Pat. I ain't going to talk about Staley, man. Sean probably, you lucky I didn't want to go to that ownership. I took your ass job this year. My bike pump. If you're Bronco fans, good news. Stability. That's what they've been missing. Go ahead. Well, we don't currently know the years on that. I one. want to know that again. What we do know for the, on, the, on the other deal, D'Amico Ryan's of the Houston Texans, six years uh, under Casario, their GM who they hired in 2021. They've uh-huh. gone through Cully, they've gone through uh, Lovey. So now you hope that that six-year deal also brings that franchise some st- stability too. Yeah, you just gotta hope the ownership is really gonna see it through. I, I think they want it by default because of D'Amico's wife and everything. But hey, you know, lucky for Texans fans, I think you getting a young bright coach uh but for sean no without a doubt that's a that's a game and i'm gonna say about 17 18 mil per year when the numbers come out that's what i think that is a wrap for today special thanks to the producer of the show jonas clark all right for producing and spinning the one and twos san antonio el paso abilene people up in tyler people up in the shot city people down the whole 305 south florida region and my people down laredo when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you're out the rack just ask yourself you grind in peace see you tomorrow When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.